Today on We Here, Kim Kardashian skims millions out of her fans with her new shapewear line. Wendy Williams is looking for two things, a new man and a new wig stylist. Opioid heiress turned fashion designer Joss Sackler premiered her new line at Fashion Week and there's no shortage of drama surrounding it. And we'll take a look in the Page Six vault to check out some vintage hot goss from yesteryear. Oh my God. We're on page six? No. Oh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey guys, I'm Maggie Coglin, And I'm Ian Moore. And welcome to We Hear, the Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. So Ian, I heard you're working on kind of a crazy exclusive. Where'd you hear that, Maggie? Uh, that's actually, you're right. Your sources are correct. Um, yeah, we're working on a big story and you're actually going to hear it here for the first time on We Hear, the Page Six podcast. Ooh. Yeah. I think we could call it a juicy exclusive. Yes. So, you know, Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus are divorcing, yes. as you know, and they split up last month. But we hear that actually when they announced their statement mm-hmm. that they were breaking up, right. that was actually the first time that Liam Hemsworth heard about it. So he learned about his divorce on social media. So that exclusive statement went to people. So you mean to tell me that Liam Hemsworth was sent a people link and was like, wait, I'm getting divorced? Yeah, or it popped up on, you know, his um, social media feed. That is crazy. Basically, um, sources close to Liam um, have been saying that, yeah, he didn't know that the statement went out or was going out and, and didn't know about it. So he found out Um, on social media. Mm. Both sides have said the relationship was not going well and they had been separated. So it wasn't like a complete surprise that, you know, it was it was headed that way. But the thing is, also, if you look at the timeline of it, you know, the statement went out on August 10th Mm -hmm. and basically said Liam and Miley have agreed to separate at this time, ever evolving, changing as partners and individuals. They've decided that this is what's best while they both focus on themselves and careers, et cetera, and how they remain dedicated parents to all their animals. You remember that part? Which I couldn't get over. Like, I know they have pets. They're passionate, you know, but do we need to include that in the divorce Exactly. Custody of the rabbit. So Liam Hemsworth didn't publicly address the split until days later on August 13th. And he said, just a quick note to say that Miley and I have recently separated and I wish her nothing but health and happiness going forward. You know, he had also said this is a private matter and I have not made nor will I be making any comments to any journalists or media outlets. So maybe in that case, he meant like literally I didn't even make the initial comment (laughs) that I made in our statement. Um, But as I said, you know, sources close to Miley have said that she was trying to make the relationship work and she was fighting for the relationship. Of course, sources on his side also say that, you know, things had been going pretty badly. It was going south. The writing was on the wall. Imagine getting news about your life and your marriage while you are allegedly in Australia surfing with your good looking brothers that your life was changing forever and everyone was reporting. Right. I actually can relate to this because I get news about my life and my marriage all the time (laughs) on my calendar, my (laughs) iCal, because my wife just puts stuff on there and then I just look at that and I'm like, oh, and then I realize where I'm supposed to be. So I guess like when she breaks up with me, it'll just be on the calendar (laughs) and it won't be like a joint statement, but it'll just be like 
divorce I mean, lawyer. Even iCalendar is like a Wednesday. little more intimate than people.com, right? <laughs> right like totally. it's like she didn't even put it on the share calendar. Right. Well, people is like the iCalendar for celebrities. So then they, they uh, yeah, anyway, so he also, he's the one who filed for divorce, though, um, on August 21st in L.A. So now it's all said and done. But mm-hmm. apparently, yeah, he was totally, he was blindsided by their divorce. But he was in Australia surfing, so it's all good. All right, so let's get into our first story. If we've learned anything from the Kardashians, it's that these people know how to make money. Kim Kardashian's latest endeavor is Skims, a line of shapewear that comes in a variety of cuts and shades. I've always been obsessed with shapewear. It was like when everyone was getting bras and underwear, I was always getting shapewear. I feel like shapewear has been at least a decade or more in the making for me. So according to TMZ, the brand made $2 million within minutes of being released online last week. So Page Six Style couldn't confirm that figure on our own, but it's wild to think about because Spanx, which you could say as a hold on the shapewear market, took an entire year to make $4 million when it was first released. So my question is, do you think that Skims has staying power? Is it going to make Kim the second billionaire in the family? Like, she could really have struck gold with this. Well, I'm wearing Skims right now, Maggie, so I can say it's quite a success. No, um, yeah, I do. I mean, the thing is, uh, and Kim has said that, you know, her makeup line, she admits is something like, does anybody need this makeup line? And right. honestly, the makeup line has been um, outsold by Kylie Jenner, her mm-hmm. sister's makeup line. But this Skims thing, apparently, and according to Kim, you know, it's a huge sector. Um, it's a huge product. And it is something that she says, you know, people need and people wear every day. Right. I mean, I'm someone who has worn a ton of shapewear in her life. You know, it makes... A lot of, you know, dresses or if you're going to a wedding, it kind of nips and tucks a little. My thing with Skims is that I wonder if people think they are going to get a similar shape to Kim Kardashian wearing shapewear. Shapewear really takes how you actually look and smooths you out. It kind of holds you in. It does not give you her measurements. And I wonder if some of the success of the brand is that people want Kim's body. From what I've read, part of the Skims thing, right, is that Spanx mm-hmm. apparently flattens everything. It mm-hmm. just it's like scuba suit kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and Skims actually has some components in it that like Lifts. boost and lift and make things protrude in like all the right places. So I guess that is better, right? I guess. Right. <laughs> or if like the wrong thing protrudes, I guess it's not good. But, I mean, the other thing, though, is apparently the packaging has images of different women and Mm -hmm. different women's bodies, which Kanye came up with the packaging, right? Mm -hmm. Initially, actually, they were going to have it be neon, and then he was in, like, a development meeting, and he was like, would you want this in your home? And they were all like, oh, my God, this is brilliant. Like, that would have been a disaster, like, the neon packaging. So it has these women's bodies on Mm -hmm. it, apparently, and then, like, it comes in all these different sizes, and it comes in all these different you know, colors for different skin tones. So, right. so I guess that would also suggest to the person that like, so so you think that it would make anybody think that they're going to look like Kim? No, I don't think it would make anybody think that they'll look like Kim. I just wonder if the uninformed viewer thinks that her silhouette is created because of shapewear. Right. Well, also there was thing like at the Met Gala where she wore that right. crazy corset yeah. and people thought her ribs had been removed. 
um, which might be scientifically impossible. We don't know. But she had also said it was like the most painful thing of all time. So mm -hmm. you might need like skims is like the first layer. Right. Maybe, if you want the Kim thing, you get the skims, the corset, you know, you need the whole thing. Bungee cords. The that whole might duct tape. I mean, Kim does. Duct tape Kim and bungee cords. will go to the nth degree for fashion. Like she's talked about duct taping her breasts instead of wearing a bra. Like this woman has tried it all. But the other thing, Maggie, that I think is good about this or from what, from what I understand is that the other shaper brands, and you would be able to speak to this, like kind of show, on, like for the more revealing looks mm -hmm. that someone might wear. You right. know, like this has like one leg if you're right. if you're slit and your dress goes up to right. a certain way, or like it has more colors, so you're not wearing like some white thing that's mm -hmm. un, that's like under a see through right. dress or something. Totally. So Skims is skim that. <laughs> Skims is only a week old, but the brand has already faced its fair share of controversy. So now we learned back in June that Kim planned on releasing a shapewear line under the name Kimono. There was immediate backlash. She was accused of cultural appropriation because, duh, kimonos are a traditional Japanese garment that originated around 794 AD. Fast forward to August, and Kim announces that she's renaming the brand Skims. She wrote on Twitter, My fans and followers are a huge inspiration to me. I'm always listening to their feedback and opinions, and I'm so grateful they shared their ideas for a new brand name. After much thought and consideration, I'm excited to announce the launch of Skims Solutionware. Solutionware. Yeah, it is the solution. Initially, she... Kim had said that she wasn't going to rename the brand after the initial kimono backlash. Right. right? And then it was like the mayor of Kyoto, I think, mm -hmm. got involved and was saying this is offensive. And initially, she sort of defiantly said she wasn't going to change it. Right. Then a few days later, she said she was changing the line. Mm -hmm. um, and I've heard buzz that basically her, her previous ventures. I mean, this Skims line has some very major backers, right? Uh, some big like venture capital funds and big people in in fashion. Mm -hmm. I think that she had to change the name because it could affect other brands. Right. Rather than just, you know, because she could definitely say if it's her own thing, she's not going to do it. Right. But I think when you're when you have a major venture that's backed by all these people, it could affect a lot more. And brand. I think uh, you know, Kim as a, as a whole, so much of her success has been that she's been this highly accessible celebrity. She's always been on Twitter. She's always gotten people's attention that way. And the backlash, you know, she was really on the front lines of it, getting tons of tweets and messages about how naming your shapewear kimono was offensive because essentially a kimono is a garment that's reserved for formal wear and special occasions. And, you know, it, it's not something that you would hide under a dress. You should be wearing it proudly. Right. And she was just looking for a name that had the word Kim in it, mm -hmm. you know, so kimono skims obviously does too. I mean, the thing that's interesting as well is that they had already made all the kimono gear, right? right. And it had the kimono name in it. And actually here at the post, page six style did a, did a review mm -hmm. of skims, the stuff that was sent that people wore to review it actually still said kimono in it. Right, which is wild to think that they were that far along in the process. What are they going to do with all this stuff? Because mm -hmm. they had like a huge amount of inventory. And Kim Kardashian has said that she doesn't want any of it to go to waste. Right. But they've never said what they're going to do with it. Because it's shapewear, it doesn't have an actual label in it. Right. The label has to be printed onto the garment itself because mm -hmm. otherwise it would create this 
you know, bulge. Like, I do hope that they recycle the old kimono stuff. Right. Because otherwise, it's like, let's say they had to, like, burn it. And then I was imagining they're just, like, piles of burning shapewear out there and, like, burning spandex somewhere in wherever they make it with, like, a flamethrower. That's, like, so 2019. Burning bras is out. <laughs> burning shapewear is in. It's the, like, 18th wave of feminism. <laughs> Well, they do need to get rid of it, though, because, I mean, the worst is, you know how it's like when they make, like, World Series shirts for both mm-hmm. teams, and then it's yeah. like Padres win World Series, and then it goes to some other country, and people right. are wearing, like, Padres won the World Series t-shirts? Right. That could end up with kimono. People could get, like, you know, black market kimono wear. I'm sure a super fan will find that on eBay somehow. All right, so even after all the drama involving her very public divorce, Wendy Williams says she still wants to get married again, which I cannot believe, but on her terms. So during an interview on Dr. Oz, Wendy said she's learned from her mistakes with her ex-husband slash manager, Kevin Hunter. And now she insists that her new relationship will involve, quote, a man with a full career and his own money and his own situation. Wendy also told Dr. Oz about her other requirements. And as I've said many times, and I will say this all the time, I'm a wife, I'm not a girlfriend. And I will get married again. There will be a prenuptial agreement. And, and, and by the way, Mehmet, we will not be living in the same house. Oh, no, 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 no. Marriage under new circumstance, that's it. And yet, Wendy removed wife from her Instagram profile. Page Six senior reporter Francesca Bacardi is here with us to tell us all about the saga of Wendy Williams. Thanks for coming in, Francesca. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So, single Wendy, wife Wendy, who is Wendy Williams under all this drama? Well, I'm actually going to quote Wendy Williams because even Wendy doesn't know who she is. As she has said numerous times, I don't know her but I like her. Ooh. This is the Wendy in the city. And she technically <laughs> is an estranged wife. True. But she has removed wife from her Instagram bio. It took forever. She filed for divorce in April from Kevin Hunter and just removed it a couple, like, within the past mm-hmm. few weeks. Um, but what's funny to me is that she says she will get married again. Right. But this time she's doing it with a prenup. Ooh. She, and what was... Like, striking about that was when she first married Kevin Hunter. They Mm -hmm. don't have a prenup. And she said, you know, it's not romantic to bring up. You can't just be like, oh, we're getting married. By the way, I want to protect my money. I mean, your man having a mistress for over 10 years (laughs) having a baby is not romantic either. Like, let's be very frank here. Well, also, when they got together, right, she wasn't in the same position that she's in now. So, like, now it seems totally obvious, like, that she would have a prenup in place. But when they met, right, she wasn't the Wendy Williams of today. Of today. So, (laughs) Francesca, you also reported um, that Wendy has been sort of publicly um, making nice with Kevin Hunter, but it's all part of a ploy to get him to sort of sign off on their divorce papers? Yes. um, They're in mediation right now. And so I checked in with the Superior Court. There are no hearings set. They're trying to work it out themselves. But when she first filed, she had no problem bashing him publicly. She talked, you know, Mm -hmm. she shaded him on the show. She shaded him wherever she could on social media, backhanded comments. But now she's done a total 180. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says, I'll always have love for him. He's my family. She still gets in her digs. Like she made a joke on The View about him having to change pampers now that he has a baby girl with Sharina Hudson. In April, you filed for divorce from your husband. Correct. Kevin, after nearly 22 years of marriage. Correct. Because of his infidelity. Oh, well. 
Yeah. You know, infidelity is one thing. A full baby is a whole nother topic. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not changing pampers. I want to be pampered. But you'll still say, you know, he's the father of my son. He's my, going to be my ex-husband, but he's my family. And I've been told by multiple sources that it's only because she wants to hurry this process along so she can, you know, be Wendy in the city, be this single woman looking for a new man. Which brings me to my next point. She says she's dating many men. So, I mean, go on, Wendy. <laughs> Date them all. Right, I feel like she got such a raw deal with, like, carrying on with the mistress, having the baby. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a huge humiliation going on. Oh, yeah. And I was told that she was aware of the affair the whole time mm -hmm. for the past 10 years. The only thing that she said was, don't embarrass me and don't have a child. Oh. And as soon as he had that child, she was out. It was just two simple rules to follow, and he couldn't <laughs> keep just, those, like don't have a child. Just not that hard. You had one job. But also the thing is, I, I guess not only would she, you mentioned the no prenup thing, and probably the other reason why she's trying to make nice with him is because if they don't have a prenup, I assume he's trying to get maybe spousal support. Mm -hmm. I mean, we haven't reported that, but I mean, maybe is it like her lawyers might also be saying like, hey, Wendy, cool it because we're in mediation mm -hmm. and we oh, don't yeah, have a prenup for sure. in place. And he requested child support when he, oh, he, did. When he responded and everybody was like, but your son's 18, now he's 19. Mm -hmm. Like what child support? <laughs> right. what you, so you know he's definitely going for her money, but he also helped her with her career. It's not, they work together. He was her manager. So I'm sure he feels legally he's owed. Right. Well, speaking of her career, I actually have a question for you as our resident Wendy Williams expert at Page Six. So do you think that all of this is going to help her viewership? Like, does this help her brand or her viewership? Is And like, what's the future of this show? Because I've also heard, you know, people think it might end after the next season. So yes. what's... So she actually, her new season comes back on Monday. Um, and it's rumored that it will be the final season. They just tested Jerry O'Connell to sort of take her spot um, with the Jerry O show. Um, but I think it's almost similar to the Kardashians mm -hmm. now and that this drama is playing out in real time. And so by the time she addresses it, we already know. Everyone already knows. They're just tuning in now to see what she says. And for a long time, she wasn't saying anything. So on her show, she has a segment called Hot Topics. She opens the show with it every day, in which she talks about celebrities, the drama, the gossip, has no problem blasting anyone. That's always been her brand. Mm -hmm. But then she became the hot topic. And for a while, she was playing it cool. She was saying everything was fine with her marriage. Rumors are rumors. But then, you know, the news gets out, and she had to start addressing it. So I think for a while, people were tuning into that. But now that she's gone on a whole press tour for her comedy tour that's now been canceled, she's talked about everything there is to talk about. So what like, what else could she say on her right. show? What else could like, she cover? Like, recap her summer of fun. We know her summer of fun. She's been partying all over the place. She's out there. <laughs> she's out there. Her wig is on the floor. <laughs> oh, okay, don't. I, speaking of wigs, there is a Wait, wig situation. Wait, you mean proverbially or literally? No, literally. She oh. put a photo of her wig on the floor and captioned it something like, fun night out. <laughs> uh, my, God, I, my, Wendy in the city. Okay, yeah, Wendy in the city. My way of measuring my level of fun has been way off. No, way yeah. off. I think we're all in a different place from Wendy. <laughs> we are. We've been in the city. Yeah. Wendy is just arriving in the city. Mm -hmm. So speaking of wigs, you also had a great scoop that Wendy's dedicated wig stylist has left the show. 
for years, her longtime wig stylist, Robin Michelle, gone. And that's like Wendy's wow. wigs are iconic. She's always talking about them. Mm-hmm. She has them all kind of on mannequins in her dressing room. Oh, like, yeah. Fans even noticed yeah. when she started tagging her new wig stylist, Dominic Santiago. They were asking, where's Robin? Where's Robin? So I talked to Robin. Mm-hmm. Robin quit. Robin told me that she's been pursued. Wants to move up in the world, so to speak. Although, I will be honest, I don't know where you move up from Wendy. That seems like a pretty good gig. Right. But she wanted to pursue other um, career opportunities. But what was interesting to me is that she brought up the fact that people were leaving the show. Right. But she didn't say it like, oh, people are leaving the show. She just said, I don't know what's going on with that. I have nothing to do with that. Wendy and I left each other on good terms. I told her I loved her. And she told me she loved me, too. But I thought it was interesting that she would make a note that people are leaving the show and referencing the drama behind the scenes. Right. And as I previously reported, people were secretly looking for new jobs because the show's rumored to end. Mm. Debmar Mercury hasn't announced any more seasons beyond season 11. And usually when something gets renewed, it's two or three years at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Robin did tell me, the martyr that she is, that she left her wigs behind for Dominic oh, to style. Wow. But then I'm like, wouldn't Dominic want to put his own brand out right. there? I don't know. But she left them behind. Wow. And on the floor. <laughs> you know? I wonder what like the big the best like in the wig styling world, what like the top gig is. I mean, it's like I guess Wendy's up there, but there must be like, do you get to like share? Or you know, or, like who's yeah. the with like the Card- top? again with the Kardashian comparison, they're in wigs all the time. Right. Everyone is wearing a wig. Everyone's in a wig. Like constantly. I'm wearing a wig right now, Maggie. <laughs> I wish I was wearing a wig. <laughs> Me too. I need some body in this flat hair. It used to be extensions, now it's just wigs. Yeah. Now yeah. They're this Jufro is <laughs> not natural. Anyway, thank you for stopping by, Francesca. Always keeping us up to date on all the Wendy stuff. Happy to. My life is Wendy's life. (sighs) New York Fashion Week just wrapped, and per usual, one of the most interesting stories had nothing to do with the looks. Joss Sackler debuted the latest season of her LBV line at the Bowery Hotel. Now, let me catch you up on why this caused such a splash. Joss Sackler is married to David Sackler, whose family owns Purdue Pharma. Purdue Pharma is the company that makes Oxycontin and has been accused of starting and reaping billions from the opioid epidemic, which has been linked to more than 400,000 deaths in the United States. To make matters worse, on the day of the show, Page Six exclusively reported that Sackler offered singer Courtney Love $100,000 to attend her fashion show. Love, who has been open about her addictions to drugs, including Oxycontin, told Page Six, I am one of the most famous reform junkies on the planet. My husband died on heroin. What is it about me that says to Joss Sackler, I will sell you out? Well, I won't. Did Joss Sackler not think about how much having that last name would affect her chances of having a successful high-profile fashion house? What do you think, Ian? Well, she definitely has chutzpah, Maggie, to use an old Yiddish term. We had reported that Joss Sackler was going to put this fashion show on during Fashion Week for her brand. And there had already been some backlash, right, because Mm -hmm. the Sackler family has been kind of shunned socially in New York society. And, you know, they gave a lot of money to the Met and other museums who don't want their money anymore. And even J.P. Morgan doesn't want to do business with the Sacklers anymore. So 
when the when the Save the Dates went out for this fashion show, a lot of fashion editors were wondering if they would even go to this thing to begin with. Right. I think people were worried about how it would be viewed if they attended. Well, that's the thing that's interesting is that I agree, like, if your last name is just you have a last name that's sort of remotely associated with some notoriety, mm-hmm. you could argue, like, look, it is unfair for everyone to boycott it, you know? Right. The thing about Joss Sackler is her husband, David, was very involved with the family and Purdue Pharma. He was on the board until Mm -hmm. 2018. He was managing funds for the family. So it's not like she's like a very distant 80th cousin removed or something and happens to be named Sackler and is being treated unfairly. It just seems a little tone deaf, obviously, Mm -hmm. because her line, you know, they have a tote bag is like $1,750 and a backpack is like over $3,000. So it's like a little unclear of like why... Why to go ahead with this? I mean, if you look at like even Marquesa, Georgina right. Chapman's line, like they canceled their Fashion Week show right after the Harvey Weinstein scandal broke. Right. Um, the invitations that went out for this um, show referred to Joss Sackler as a rising phoenix. Mm. And she's sort of positioning herself as, you know, she's a woman and it's a it's a woman owned business and that she's kind of being mistreated because of something that her husband mm-hmm. Uh, is is well? I mean, she's defended her husband and said they're innocent of everything, but it says she's right. you know that she had nothing to do with it. And so, to your point of you know using this money to make kind of outrageously priced items, in addition to the hundred thousand dollars that Sackler offered Courtney Love, she also offered hair and makeup, a car service, a custom-made Phoenix dress embroidered with twenty-four carat gold thread. Like, that seems – it's like adding insult to injury. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like there's a real – the thing is, this line also launched pretty recently. I mean, I think it was like, you know, she – it launched out of – she had started a wine club in 2017. So basically, LBV was this wine club that she had started. What does LBV stand for? Well, it's it was based on this wine club that she started in 2017. Is right. it, it stands for something like Les Bulldogs Vignerons or something, which is like the wine bulldogs or something, or the bulldog, you know, um, vigneron. But the uh, the so basically it was it, it was launched somewhat recently. You know, it's not. It's also not like she had this line for many years, and it's right. like this business that's been this ongoing thing. And it just seems totally insensitive to have mm-hmm. this over-the-top fashion show. I mean, the other thing is, at page six, we've reported on a lot of wealthy uh, socialites right. or spouses, um, you know, it's like have these vanity projects. And you yeah. have like certain types. And, and we've seen trends of them like come and go. Like it's like, you know, and this is one of them. It's like, it's sort of embarrassing to say like you don't have any job whatsoever, no matter how you know many billions you have. So you have right. to do something. Yeah. So some of the ones like the cover jobs are accessories line, mm-hmm. you know, jewelry designer. Skincare. Skincare. But then there was documentary filmmaker. Oh. DJ was popular for a while. Mm. You know, so this is like, it just seems like a total vanity thing on yeah. her part. And if she really was like, I mean, it seems like it would be smarter to just come out and say like, you know what? I understand why people think this is insensitive. Um, you know, there's really no reason for this line to exist. Right. And I'm actually going to donate all the proceeds to charity 
Um, but right. It, it's like if you really wanted to design, why not design clothing that perhaps solve a problem or you're designing them gratis and you're sending them to people who really solution need Solution wear. But she still did the show. And after Courtney Love basically accused her of, you know, trying to pay her to be in the show. And right. Joss Sackler went on her Instagram and fought back and basically mm. started posting emails from Courtney Love's publicist sort of indicating that perhaps Courtney Love didn't do it because she just wanted more money or perhaps Courtney Love didn't do it because she was just worried about getting bad press. And in fact, they even mentioned in one of the emails that they were worried about like what the New York Post would say. And here we are talking about it. Exactly. So meta. But Courtney Love went back to her after she was that and said, called her an a-hole and Mm. said, I asked for a stupid ass amount, $250,000 to donate to charities. Um, And then she said, come for me, Sackler, with your PhD. I got no education. I ate gravel and frozen cockroaches for dessert. Why are we freezing cockroaches? I don't know. When did she have gravel and frozen cockroaches for dessert? I'm not sure what that had to do with it. I hope that Uh, is a metaphor. And then she said she was a junkie by the age of 12 and I'm stupid and tough. Damn, that so sounds like I'm going to meet you at the flagpole at three o'clock. Yeah, so it's I the rising you. phoenix versus the the gravel and frozen cockroach eating Ugh. Courtney Love. So now it's time for our favorite part of the show. Let's take a look in the Page Six vault. Check out a Page Six story from 2008. Nearly 11 years ago, we ran a headline titled "Celeb Hissy Fits Are in Fashion." The article starts out like this: Fashion Week always brings out the worst in people even violence. Nicole Richie kicked off the diva fits at an after party for Charlotte Ronson by grabbing a fan's camera and smashing it to the ground. As she walked out, a young Swedish tourist was trying to take her photo, said one witness. Richie shouted, I'm not an animal, then jumped over the velvet rope, ripped the camera out of the girl's hand and smashed it to the ground. The drama continued the other night when Andrew Van Weingarten, the lead singer of MGMT, enjoyed a little too much whiskey pre-show, according to a spy. The rocker allegedly threw a drink at a security guard in the VIP room and ended up throwing pillows from a sofa at the beleaguered Sentinel. Ian, like, we don't have Fashion Week like this anymore. We've really, people have calmed down too much. Richard Johnson must have written Beleaguered Sentinel. That is very his writing style, which I have always envied. I know this Fashion Week had very few assaults, you know, was is sort of less dramatic than usual in terms of violence. I know. Last year, we had Cardi B and Nicki Minaj throwing shoes at the Harper's Bazaar party. And this year, we were all like salivating like who's gonna get in a fight of fashion week who's gonna who's slap getting slapped somebody. well the big slap was actually like the courtney love you know the courtney yeah. love joss sackler thing i think was the big blow the up of fashion slap. week although it didn't turn physical yet oh because i still like, got london and paris yeah well with courtney love you never know <laughs> she'll come for you come for me sackler <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, that was 11 years ago. And I feel like Fashion Week has let us down a little. Bring that crazy energy back. You know, to it was Fashion shorter Week. this year, Fashion Week. Yeah, it's yeah. only five it was days now. It abbreviated. So, that's why they probably cut it down. Yeah, it should be called the Fashion Work Week. <laughs> well, guys, that's it for this episode of We Here. To hear the latest episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. 
You can find more of the hottest celebrity news and gossip by signing up for our newsletter and by visiting page6.com. We'll be back next Monday with more Page 6 exclusives. See you then.